This is your wedding ceremony. If you're continually outpouring that emotion and you're not drinking anything in, then this is something that's going to go past in the blink of an eye and you're not going to be around, you know, figuratively speaking, to really gain the benefits from it and to remember it and to commit it to short-term memory and to be able to go, oh, that was our ceremony. (laughs) You know, it's the reason why we do this is so we can look back in harder times in the future and go, well, we said those words, we did that thing, we loved each other so, so much, we can get through anything. What if it doesn't exist in your mind? (laughs) What if you were so caught up in that emotion that that's all you have to remember your wedding day by, and in particular, your wedding ceremony? To me, that is heartbreaking. So we absolutely want you to feel things, but drowning in a river of your own tears I feel like that's the line. Unbridly is a community of pro-wedding vendors who believe in freedom and integrity in weddings, giving you options, solutions, tips and tricks to create the experience and memories that you and your fiancé really want and deserve. Because we believe that weddings are a team sport. With how-tos, stories and interviews with recently married couples, we find out what went right and what they'd change if they could go back and do it all over again. I'm Camille and welcome to the Unbridly podcast. Hi and thanks for listening. It's got to be one of the most common concerns that engaged couples have about their wedding day. The level of emotion and how they're going to control their crying. There are so many different really good reasons why people cry on their wedding day. Nine times out of ten, it's through sheer happiness, the overwhelming sense of togetherness, of family, of community, of feeling understood. They're all just beautiful, warm, embracing, and sometimes overwhelming emotions, especially when you've got a decent group of your family and friends there with you. It's going to be completely natural for you to feel all of this on your wedding day and for you to express it by laughing, shouting, uh, getting a little bit nervous, butterflies in the tummy, all the things, but frequently crying. The good news is that there are some steps you can take to, inverted commas, minimise the damage and embarrassing snotty snorts through the microphone. You know, you've got to remember, they get amplified as well when you're going, (laughs) it's, um, yeah, it's gross. It's really bad. So as you're reciting those heartfelt vows in front of your family and friends, we don't want to stop the feelings. That's the whole bloody reason why you're there. But there's a line between expressing ourselves authentically and maybe ruining the moment. I am no doctor. Let's put that out there. This is not professional medical advice on crying. I am not a psychologist. I am not a counsellor. What I do have is almost 900 wedding ceremonies under my belt. It's a big belt. And I've seen how couples react in these situations. And what I've noticed is there's a tipping point between being open and aware and vulnerable, accepting, and going not over the top, but really not being able to hold back sobs and uh, the real outpouring of emotion. Because what I think is probably ideal on your wedding day is you're putting some emotion out 
and you're receiving some emotion back. And that's what makes it feel so good. When that tipping point happens and you're not absorbing anything from others anymore and it's all outward, like outpouring of, in particular, tears, sometimes sobs, sometimes cries, it means that you're not listening, you're not observing, you're not taking things in. It's an expression that you're giving rather than it being something that's circular. When it becomes, you know, violent sobbing and pretty ugly crying, there's the problem with your makeup, of course. If you're wearing makeup, there's a problem with, you know, your eyelashes maybe swimming down your cheeks. But it's also you're unable to absorb what goes on. And this is your ceremony. This is your wedding ceremony. If you're continually outpouring that emotion and you're not drinking anything in, then this is something that's going to go past in the blink of an eye and you're not going to be around, you know, figuratively speaking, to really gain the benefits from it and to remember it and to commit it to short-term memory and to be able to go, oh, that was our ceremony. (laughs) You know, it's the reason why we do this is so we can look back in harder times in the future and go, well, We said those words, we did that thing, we loved each other so, so much, we can get through anything. What if it doesn't exist in your mind? (laughs) What if you were so caught up in that emotion that that's all you have to remember your wedding day by, and in particular, your wedding ceremony? To me, that is heartbreaking. So we absolutely want you to feel things, but drowning in a river of your own tears I feel like that's the line. Can we agree? (laughs) Okay, but first, a little disclaimer, because I've heard of several approaches that are so extreme. If you honestly believe, for example, that uh, taking medication, being sedated, uh, pinching yourself to distract yourself is the way to go, I just don't think that any of what I'm going to say is really going to help you. If you want to go down that route, absolutely knock yourself out and uh, you will find a lot of opinions online. I can, yeah, I'm typing up Reddit as we speak. But if you're just a little bit nervous, you have some butterflies and you would prefer not to have things get out of control. You want to still feel things, but you want to still absorb what's going on around you and really paying attention, being in the moment, then this is for you. This is seven strategies to help you not cry on your wedding day and what to do if you just can't help it. Okay, so before we kick off, what's really good to look at is what your track record is like in emotional situations. Are you a super calm, super chilled person or are you reaching for the tissues when there's a baby lotion ad on TV? You know, are you triggered by fluffy puppies Identifying how you react in everyday stressful situations is a really good indicator of how you might be on your wedding day. That said, it's certainly not an absolute science and it doesn't stop there because sometimes, for example, it might be a bride who comes to me and they're really concerned that they're going to get so worked up on their wedding day that they won't be able to enjoy it they end up being the cool, calm and collected one in the heat of the moment while their fiancé dissolves into, you know, sobbing. 
So this is the kicker. You just never know how you're going to react to the pressure on the big day. It's unlikely that you have experienced anything else even vaguely like it. So have a think about it. Have a think about it before you get there, because these seven strategies are all things that you're doing in the planning and in the lead up. Once you get there, once you're standing up the front, there's not a whole heap you can do on the day. There are a few little tricks and I'll get to them at the end. Strategy number one, so then you're not crying on your wedding day, is to hire sensitive and experienced wedding vendors. So in particular, your makeup artist, hairdresser, photographer, and celebrant or officiant. These people need to know what they're doing. They need to know where the pressure points are in your day and in your timeline. And they need to give you that time and space to gather yourself if needed. So look for wedding vendors who you can relate to and have a laugh with. These people you can really easily communicate with there's a great chance that you're going to feel comfortable with them on the day and they can help to keep the mood light and manageable and just cruising along rather than being testing and pressured. We don't want that. So you need to surround yourself with people who are going to help keep the mood light. Strategy number two is to consider a first look, first touch or first prayer. So have a chat with your photographer about having photos taken in private. This is the first look before the ceremony. So first look photography can be very romantic, very practical addition to your day as well because it frees up your timeline to spend that extra hour with your guests after the ceremony rather than running off and having as many portrait photos. So the first look is when you literally see each other, the first touch I've seen that sometimes like down a hallway, like around a corner, um, outside of a house, um, people reaching through windows and things like this, which is beautiful, or a first prayer where you don't actually see each other, but you hear each other's voices. Same effect, just having that connection with your fiancé before you see them at the ceremony can really help to calm your nerves. You still haven't written your vows yet, have you? Let me help. In around 20 minutes or so, you can easily write personalised wedding vows unlike anything you've heard before that will make your fiancé feel like the most loved, understood and appreciated person on the planet. The how to write wedding vows that don't suck. Instant download 17 page PDF ebook walks you through a step by step format for your vows, how to find the right words and phrases to describe your feelings and your fiance, how to write that crucial first draft, and create your final wedding vows masterpiece. So, if you don't know how or even where to start, if you've been Googling your little heart out, or if you've been calling them wedding vows, A-E-I-O-U, this ebook is for you. Included in there are also some bonus secrets for getting the most out of your wedding ceremony. So make sure you download your copy right now and get Write Your Wedding Vows crossed off your to-do list today. The link is in the show notes. Strategy number three, designing a well-padded wedding schedule or timeline. 
you are doing this with all your vendors. This is also in the lead up. This is in the planning phase. It includes extra time factored in to be with your new spouse and to reflect and absorb what's going on around you. But also this pressure cooker situation, it's lifting the pressure valve along the day so you don't have the stress when you're running behind schedule because there's nothing that's going to trigger the tears like freaking out. That's the truth. Strategy number four is to have a thorough ceremony rehearsal with your celebrant or officiant on site if possible. So you're getting married at one spot, try and have the rehearsal at that spot too. It can make the real thing so much less scary because it's the second time round. You've been there, you've done it before, it's all good. But also really tiny factors which, you know, literally might trip you up can be gone over then. If you hate your voice on a microphone, if the walk down the aisle, you know, what if there's a pop-up sprinkler or something like that? It can be really handy. So again, these are tiny little additional points that will come up at a rehearsal, which will also lessen any anxious feelings or thoughts that you're having about your day. It's going to let you know that you're going to be okay. So you can really try and focus and be in the moment a little bit more. And hopefully we can, you know, save the waterworks. Strategy number five is arrange ahead of time or put someone else in charge of, like delegate this. Supplying fresh, healthy, low GI food to keep you sustained throughout the day. Now, often for a bride, bridesmaids, um, you know, anyone who's having hair and makeup done, there is at least an hour of makeup there's usually about half an hour to an hour of time doing hairstyles for every single person who's having that. Generally, whoever's having hair and makeup done, they're waking up at the crack of dawn. And it's quite common that everyone's feeling a little bit nervous. And so they tend to not eat. And if something isn't prepared, platters and things out in front of you, Everyone is sort of on their own wavelength and no one actually goes and does it. And then everyone realizes at the last moment. So wherever you're getting ready, or if you can go out and go somewhere else where they'll serve you, have that fresh, healthy, low GI food. You don't want heaps of sugar. You don't want to come crashing down (laughs) on a sugar low at three o'clock just before you walk down the aisle. You want to keep your energy levels sustained. So we're talking fruits and nuts and crudités and dips and heaps of water. Now, your fiance would rather wait an extra five to 10 minutes for you. I can guarantee it for you to go to the toilet because you've had a lot of water, then have you faint up the front during your ceremony? I can guarantee that one. And you're going to feel so much better standing up the front. It's going to help you feel in charge and in control. Strategy number six is have great music. So sure, there's music for the ceremony, there's music for your reception, but what are you going to be listening to as you're getting ready? So I love the idea of a really awesome Spotify playlist, upbeat, singable songs, but it depends on what relaxes you most. So if Metallica cranked up to 11 gives you a zen-like sense of calm, then that's what you need to be listening to. But we really want 
all the elements of your day to really be pulling in the right direction to have you feeling your best up the front. And strategy number seven, a little controversial, but it's alcohol. So as I said, not a doctor, not a uh, counsellor, not a therapist, not a psychologist. While a cheeky glass of champagne or a beer can be a helpful leveller for some brides and grooms, there are others who will be swaying at the altar with that much alcohol in their system. Only you will know your limits. But you need to keep in mind the legal requirements of marriage in your state and country. You don't want to risk not having this ceremony be legal. But sometimes just that one little drink can really help to ease the emotions a bit. You can go too much the other way, but it's worth thinking about. If you're the type of person who, yeah, is a little bit more relaxed after one glass of something, then maybe it's worth having one glass of something. So all that said, should these strategies not stop the deluge of happy tears, then you want to be sure of a few things. Number one is the best waterproof mascara and setting powder that money can buy. So have an open and frank discussion with your makeup artist at your trial. Professional makeup artists are generally all over it because they've seen it, but ask for their professional advice on what products they'd recommend to keep you looking fresh throughout the day. Make sure they use the heavy duty stuff on you if you're a very emotional person. Get it sorted from the very start, from the very morning, and then take care of your look across the day. When it comes to the ceremony itself, there are some other ways that you can sort of feel more in control of your emotions. You know that feeling. Like if you're trying to give a speech or you're doing a presentation, you can feel the heat just rising in your chest and it goes up to your neck. And some people, poor people, they have, you know, that red face look that they get, or you can see the strawberry marks going up their neck and you can feel the heat increase in your body. We want to bring that down a little bit. We want to try and center ourselves in the moment. So there are a few tried and trusted ways to feel more in control And the number one that I really love is to lean on each other, not literally, but have a funny word. Now, almost every couple that I've ever met have a saying, an in-joke, a funny word that makes them smile or laugh. So if you can feel your emotions overwhelming you, just say the word. Get your fiancé to say the word tell you a celebrant or officiant and say the word, use the word, open the pressure valve let a little bit out. You can also distract yourself a little by just pushing your tongue to the roof of your mouth. So if you think about it right now, so you've got your tongue, press it to the roof of your mouth. It can really help stop the uncontrollable sobbing because you can't concentrate on anything else. When you're trying to put your tongue to the roof of your mouth, you can't cry, which is brilliant. You could also, you know, if you don't have open-toed shoes, wriggling your toes. It's a sneaky way to fidget without making everyone else nervous around you. And it also helps to pump blood back up into your poor little oxygen-starved brain. Or you can just pick a point on the horizon or your fiancé's earlobe and concentrate on it. Focus on it. Meditate on it. 
yogic, uh, meditative type breathing, like deep into your stomach and then releasing it slowly is very calming and it can also help you focus and be in the moment. So to recap, the seven strategies to help you not cry on your wedding day. Number one, hire sensitive and experienced wedding vendors. Number two, consider a first look, first touch or first prayer. Number three, design a well-padded wedding schedule or timeline. Number four, have a thorough ceremony rehearsal. Number five, arrange ahead of time to put someone else in charge of the food, the water. Actually eat and drink it too. Number six, great music. Fill your ears with the good stuff and feel great from the outside in. And number seven, if you're able, if you're smart, if it's in moderation, alcohol. Keep in mind that your wedding will feel unlike anything else that you've experienced in your entire life to date. It is a bit of a roller coaster of anticipation and then joy and then relief. And it's mixed with surges of love and pride and contentment. And this is what makes a wedding day so amazing. So if everything fails, let it go. Tears of happiness and joy. And there is that great joke, tears of absolute relief at your wedding that the planning's over, are a natural and beautiful thing. And after, what, almost 900 wedding ceremonies worth of experience, I can guarantee that you will live to tell the tale. And I'd love to hear from you. If I've missed any fantastic strategies, any tricks and tips for feeling more in control on your wedding day and maybe not crying so much, then feel free to join the conversation on Instagram. Or if you're an engaged couple, come and join us in Unbridly Couples on Facebook. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Unbridly Podcast. For the links and resources we mentioned, please head to the show notes. And if you love the show, please review and subscribe on the podcast platform you're on now so you don't miss out on a single episode. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, weddings are a team sport. Catch you soon.